It's time for the Drive's Top 4 at 4. Hour number two of the Drive underway. It's Fan Run Radio and time for your Top 4 at 4. Marcus Young, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, Tennessee men's basketball today at 7 p.m. on ESPN as the number 11 Vols will take on the number 24 Texas A&M Aggies. Currently A&M a two-and-a-half point favorite. First time Tennessee has been an underdog in a long time. Does it feel weird? When's the last time we were an underdog? Were we dogs at Arizona? Have we been underdogs this year? I think so. Kansas? Oh, I feel like we would have been for Kansas. First time in the SEC play, for sure. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. Very weird. Number two, we also have Tennessee baseball today at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. They will be playing Alabama A&M, the home opener at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Two games. We got game today, game tomorrow. Chance for Tennessee to keep working on some things, figuring things out, figuring out who your guys are, your lineup. This outfield thing, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know who your outfield is at this point at any position. I know Dickey's going to play somewhere, and I think Griffin Merritt is going to play somewhere, although he was DHing on Sunday in his first game back. So... I mean, it, it feels like the infield, even without Maui, is pretty set. But that, that outfield, I mean, you got to – somebody's got to emerge and take a job by the horns. Who's pitching today? Do we know? Starting pitcher? Oh, they had it. Let me look it up on the Tennessee baseball account. Is it Seacrest? Sure. We'll say that. No, oh, that, no that's that. so lazy. Marcus, what are you doing? Give me just a second. Just Here's assuming a starting pitcher? Hollis Fanning? Well, hopefully he'll be fanning a bunch of guys on the mound for the Vols today. Ha, 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 good one, Russ. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that's good. At number three. At number three, uh, Admiral Schofield has signed a new deal with the Orlando Magic. Hey! No longer working on a two-way deal with the NBA team. He is now a full-fledged NBA player. A full-fledged NBA player. Good for him. So, uh, you know, we can say to those who uh, doubted the NBA talent that Rick Barnes could produce. Now, the the bashers, the haters Uh out there would point out that Admiral Schofield was recruited and signed by one Donnie Tindall. Barnes had to re-recruit him. Mm-hmm. And he built him into the player that he is. Schofield, 25, has played 27 games for the Magic this season, averaging 4.7 points per game. Uh, the quote that was really in particular about it was saying, quote, he's been an unbelievable professional the entire time, no matter whether he's playing or not playing. His energy, his voice, his presence within our rock locker room He's a young man that demands and commands respect, and he works his tail off every single day. So good for him. Yeah, man. I hope. Um, I hope uh, he's he's able to stick there. Was sure he's getting a nice pay bump with that salary, full full NBA salary. I mean, what's the minimum in that league these days? Yeah, I'd be like five hundred grand. That sounds about right. 
And finally, number four, uh, another uh, interesting signing for the WNBA as Brittany Griner officially re-signs with the Phoenix Mercury. Free agent Brittany Griner, who was detained for 10 months in Russia before her release in a high-profile prisoner swap, has officially been re-signed by the Phoenix Mercury, the team announced today. So she is back on the NBA court, or WNBA court. Well, it's, it's, it's back to real quick. It, it's quite a bit more than $500,000. For Admiral? Yeah. I mean, years of, it goes on years of experience. Zero is a million. Then it pops like 1.6, 1. 1.8, 1. 1.9. Nice. Go ahead. Brittany, Brittany Griner. Yeah. Back. In the, she hasn't played since she got back. back in the U.S. Uh, no, the she, is, she is not. But I think Come and she's keep your comrade warm. Uh, so, a white album reference. Yeah, yeah. For Beatles fans yeah. out there. Yeah. Banger opening track. One of the great opening tracks to any album. As the Beatles really, they always every album just starts with a banger with of all the bangers. Biggin. Yeah, biggin. It was uh, yeah, come together on Abbey Road. Mm. Sergeant Pepper start with I mean, that whole album is incredible. Yeah, some good stuff. Is that it? That was four. Top four at four. Brought to you this afternoon by Malone and Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. Don't put off your dental visits this year. Do yourself a big favor. Do what I do. Go to Dr. Steve Malone or Dr. Michael Costa, his wife Bree, also working there now at Malone and Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. You can call and set up an appointment at 865-539-1776. Tell them we sent you. You can just go online as well, KnoxvilleSmiles.com, the miracles of the internet, internet, internet. You can do it online, as they say, with Knoxville Smiles. So we get back to it. Hour number one just flew by today. If you want to jump on board the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, now's a great time to take a shot, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board, 546-8200. If you want to chime in today, we've got Tennessee basketball tonight, as Marcus said. Tennessee baseball getting set to start in about 23 minutes. We'll keep you up to date there. The big story of the day, if you're just joining us, Alabama uh, thrown into a state of flux with the revelation today that Remember that shooting last month? It was it was a big deal at the time because it was one of their players, is uh, Darius Miles, is the young man's name, uh, arrested and charged with capital murder, shot a young lady down there, and you kind of thought, wow, that's that's a really bad look for Alabama, and and then it, that was it, right? I mean, it, it kind of died down. Nobody talked about that last week when they came up here to play. Nobody talked about it. It had been pretty much swept under the rug. Bad story. We would mm-hmm. remember it, but it's over. Well, today we learned that it ain't the, over. The star of the team, Brandon Miller, brought the gun to the scene. The gun that was used in the killing of a woman that led to capital murder charges for his now former teammate Darius Miles and his friend Michael Davis. Miles contacted Miller asking him to bring his gun to where they were, and Miller did. Not only that, Brandon Miller's car was struck twice by gunfire. 
Miles opened fire on the car where this woman was in. Her boyfriend returned fire. They were in a shootout in the street down there. So you've got that. We also learned that Jaden Bradley, who I believe was a five-star recruit, freshman down there, played very well up here last week, was also at the scene of the shooting. None of these guys have been previously named publicly. None of these guys have been subject to any sort of disciplinary action at all Mm -hmm. from what we know. And according to Nate Oates, they're not in any sort of trouble. Nate Oates said about Brandon Miller, he was, quote, in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Just a mind-bogglingly insensitive quote to put out there when your star player is involved in a murder. Wrong place. He chose to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. He created the – he made the wrong by bringing that – that gun's what made it wrong. Wow. It's unbelievable. Pretty uh, shocking stories coming out of Tuscaloosa, and you have to wonder, like, what the repercussions, if anything, are are they going to be allowed to sweep it under the rug? I mean, I guess if the if Nate Oates is okay with it, and his boss, the AD down there, is okay with it, and the University of President is okay with it, I, I guess they just take the hit. But when the first player is in jail, he's been kicked off the team. And like we said, it's out of sight, out of mind. Nobody's talking about it last week. I don't think any it's going to be out of sight, any out of mind from here on out. I think that it's going to be on top of everybody. Can you imagine what the other student sections are going to say the next time this guy goes on the court? You think an ugly scene? Hmm. Can you imagine what uh, it's going to be? I mean, are the SEC Network guys are, I mean, how do, how do you handle that if you're on the TV broadcast? Yeah, I mean, like how is like how is Dane supposed to, you know, any of those guys that do the games? How do you handle it when you're on the beat? You know, hey, I, I know we all remember the Pearl timeline, the Bruce Pearl timeline that we saw every game Yeah, that season for Bruce Pearl. Um. I mean, just be like you. You tell me what's worse: Bruce Pearl lying to the NCAA, which ultimately cost him his job, or Alabama's star player bringing a weapon that turns out to be a murder weapon to the scene of a crime—a weapon which his teammate used to kill a young woman. Yeah. You can say it's distasteful to bring it up, but you tell me what's worse. What, what's more newsworthy? Was it distasteful to bring up the Bruce Pearl timeline? Every time in Tennessee played? Oh, it's part of the story. How is this not part of the story? We've got a you've got a top potential top five pick that's involved in a murder investigation. He played a central it may have and we don't know everything yet. I'm interested to hear more about the cars and you know, I want to see the video. Did he really block the victim from leaving? At that point, you're an active participant in the crime, and the crime's capital murder. I do know that about Alabama. Like, I'm pretty sure it's one of those states where even if you weren't the one pulling the trigger, if you're an accomplice, you're on the hook for the whole enchilada. Davis fired through the driver's side window of the Jeep. 
According to today's report on AL.com, he fired at least eight shots, some of them while running in an arc from the driver's side around the back of the vehicle. I say that again? I'm trying to picture this in my head. Yeah, I know, right? It's kind of hard. It's He fired eight shots. At, he fired at least eight shots, some of them while running in an arc from the driver's side around the back of the vehicle. So he's he was just running a circle around that car unloading. But he's shooting through the driver's through the passenger window. Driver's side window. That's what you well, said. It, yeah, I did say that. I mean, how does that work? You're shooting through So you're not shooting across your passenger, you're shooting out the driver's window and then you get out and you're walking around the back of the car. Yeah. They're just unloading in it. I mean, this is insane. This is all on a, a busy, like, street near either near campus or on campus down there in Alabama, right? It was then detectives said that Miller's charger was struck by two bullets. So are you telling me that Brandon Miller brought his teammate the gun, teammate takes the gun, starts blasting on this person, and ends up shooting Brandon Miller's car? With two of the bullets from the gun that Brandon Miller brought brought him, I mean that's kind of what it sounds like. I understand? I mean, it's, it's there's so much information. It's very confusing in, in spots. I'm trying to figure out what the victim's boyfriend returned fire, striking Davis in the shoulder. This is the player's friend. Davis okay. was not on the team. Harris's mom's a cop, right? Or is that Miles? I don't know. Harris, the young woman who passed away, was struck in the left side of her face. Ugh. The victims drove to the Walk of Champions where they found a police officer and stopped. Harris was pronounced dead there. Shortly afterwards, police received a 911 call from Miles. Darius Miles is the Alabama basketball player and alleged shooter. He made the call from University Downs Apartments and reported that his friend had been shot. Miles told the dispatcher and later police that he was at the apartment when his friend showed up with a gunshot wound, said he didn't know where Davis was when he got shot or how it happened. In later interviews, the detectives said Miles said he and his girlfriend picked up Davis downtown after he was shot. Finally, Miles tells the police that all of it was caught on surveillance video. <laughs> or uh, the police told Miles that it was all caught on surveillance video from the Houndstooth Bar. And it was then that he admitted to being there during the shooting. Well, see, then you're screwed. I mean, there's nothing cops love more than when suspects uh, yeah, he lie to him. Tells the one provable lie after another. Yeah. They're just going to sit there and let you continue to lie to him. So. Wow. If I'm remembering correctly from the original story, it was because she turned him down on some advances. Basically. But he's, he was he's dancing telling, in front of her car. Uh, then the the guy's boyfriend, the girl's boyfriend gets involved and tells him to move along, which and then you get into a big macho machismo. Yeah. One of those things. So he's hmm. I just I don't I'm still trying to wrap my brain around how brandon miller is 
not in any trouble. So, and which brings us to this uh, this part. Um, investigators said that some of what happened was captured on a dash cam from inside Brandon Miller's vehicle. <laughs> Does it got sound to it? I, I, I don't know. After learning that, Miles admitted to contacting Miller to bring him his gun and said Davis had gotten the gun from Miller's car. So there's, there's these three people involved, you know, on this side, one of whom is Brandon Miller. And and they've all been lying. It, yeah, uh, and it, you know the police knew from the beginning that Brandon Miller was involved, and that he brought the weapon. Right. And I, I guess that you you can't be charged with anything there. If they can prove that he he participated in a roadblock to prevent the victims from fleeing, then that's when he's going to get charged. I would think. So let me ask this: if it is, and if it does end up being determined that Miller is uh, an accessory to this, because Nate knew about it and did nothing and said that he was fine, yeah. does this put him at now risk? Saying not legal, like legally with the law, but with his job. Yeah, does Alabama I, say, "Hey, you knew about this? It's clear he was involved." No, nah, that's what Russ was saying. I, I can't imagine that. The athletics director is, is not brought in on something like this and doesn't know everything that's going on. And, I mean, if, if Nate Oates knew about this and was covering it up, which I can't imagine he would be that dumb, then, yeah, I would probably fire him. Hmm. But I, I don't think that was the case. I think the athletics director had to have known what's going on here. And I don't, I don't know, man. I, I Like – it's Alabama, man. It's a weird place. What? What? You mean one of our players is in trouble? Oh, oh my God, that's terrible. He, he was involved in a murder. Uh, a a a play. Oh oh, a basketball play. Oh ho ho ho. Oh oh okay. I'm sorry. I I thought whoo ho close call there. Whoo. I thought you were talking about a football player. All right, whatever, Nato. Let's go on with your silly little basketball program. Eh. Player. I had to be flipping about it, but. Mm. Let's get Geraldo in here on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Good afternoon, Geraldo. Yeah, this is a really depressing uh, conversation piece, and the only thing that I have to say about it is I was hoping one day when the good deacon, Reverend, Rick Barnes decides to step down and move on. Um, that Nate Oates would be a great candidate to replace him, but that's probably looking less likely after this. That uh, I'm sorry, say that again. That when one day when when Rick Barnes moves on, I was kind of hoping you know we would go after Nate Oates. Yeah. But that that's looking less likely. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was likely to begin with, but. This revelation really? doesn't help any. Yeah. Um, I do know another Nate that could coach the basketball team, and that's the good, great godfather, Nate Hodges. Nate Hodges to replace Rick Barnes. I got to be a part of this. How, what, what's my role? Am I an assistant coach? Can I be like an administrator, the uh, director of operations? No. You remember Donnie Tyndall's uh, assistant? I'm Big Gulp. 
you're tall gulp. Tall gulp. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Nate's get back coach. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah, get with that. Be a good role. I can do yeah. that. Now, speaking of Nate Hodges, uh, South Carolina. Mm. South Carolina. I have a I have a new theory for at least the year 2023. And I'm talking football here because I like to talk football. Me too. For at least the year 2023, South Carolina has become the new Florida. We don't like them. I hate them. And hate such a strong long, word. I hate them too. I hate them. For too long have we been ignoring the South Carolina problem. They're trying. Man, they're trying. They're trying their best to become relevant. And if we're not careful, we, we might let them. We might let them. It's time to squash them before they rise up. If you could only win one game next year, Geraldo, Florida and Gainesville or South Carolina at home, you have to split those games. Which game are you taking for the win? South Carolina at home. Yeah. I, I There's no way I could – handle another South Carolina loss, especially in our place. That would be tough. That would be a tough scene. I'm with you. I'm with you. I've seen Tennessee lose to inferior Florida teams in the swamp before. Several times. (laughs) That's nothing to do. I I don't like it. I don't like it, but I can handle it. I can't handle losing to Mayonnaise Boy, Beamer Boy, the boy Beamer, I, I can't handle losing to that guy two years in a row. He, he needs to be dealt with swiftly so and harshly. Important. This one's so important, sir, that I will be at the game with my brother-in-law from Las Vegas just to add the extra support. Like, it is that important. Borderline dangerous. important game of the year. What's your brother-in-law going to do? Hold your hand? What is that? What, what, what is that? No. Yeah, what no, I, I know that reference. <laughs> Hold your hand. It's uh, what's your brother going to do? Hold your hand, buddy. Oh, it's uh, no, Leroy he's, Mercer. He's there. He's there as well because he also realizes it's the most important game of the year, and we need vengeance. We need it to be borderline dangerous in that stadium. Geraldo's already fired up about a game. I know, like, man. He, like six, every, seven, everything going away. on right now. We we got baseball getting set to start. We got a big basketball game tonight. Alabama, Alabama star pro- players yeah, involved in a murder down there. College football rules changes. Everything's going on. Geraldo wants to break down the South Carolina football game next fall. And is IRL mad at Shane Beamer, which is September thirtieth, mind you. I, I, like got, your motor. I got it marked on my calendar. You got a good you. motor. I'm with you. Thank you, Geraldo. Appreciate it. Love you. <laughs> so awkward. That's weird now. Um, did you see the Nicole Arbach t- tweet? Huh. Recently? I, I yeah, I, I had not this is about the Nate Oates thing. I I don't remember this at the time, but according to Nicole Arbach of the Athletic, Nate Oates initially said that he sought advice for handling the fallout from the murder from, I'm not making this up, Ray Lewis. 
Yeah. <sighs> Quick timeout. The drive continues. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. 546-8200. Back with more right after this. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Brandon on Twitter asks, would you willingly lose to AM tonight if it meant Bama will not win a share of the SEC title? No. I saw that. I, I didn't understand. I, it's not even a good – I don't care. You don't care if Bama wins the title? Who cares? I mean – but. I'm not taking a if, not if it means we have to. I'm not if we had no shot of winning. Loss if if we had anybody. no shot of winning the championship, which we don't. the The problem is we're in a fight for that fourth spot, and and we need that Thursday night bye in the SEC tournament. Yeah, and may, maybe you don't care about that. Maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. We won the thing last year. Do we really care about the SEC tournament this year? I'd rather win it than not. But what I don't want to do is go down there and have to play. The nightmare scenario is play four games and yeah. then retired for the and then retired for the big dance. We ain't playing four games down there. No, but it would be kind of cool if I, I'd rather. I would much rather see A and M win the regular season conference championship than Alabama. I mean, given a choice, yeah, but not if it means that we have to lose. Just one game, bro. We've lost before. Just basketball. And take the L? No. I'm sick of taking L's this year, dude. Geraldo's got me thinking about football. So I was looking at the schedule again. Yeah, we're talking about basketball. I know. But he was bringing up, like, winning or losing. Like, what you'd rather give up, winning or losing. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we have Georgia late in the season. I'm just going to say it makes me feel really good. I can't look that far ahead, Marcus. So you can beat our brains out right before the holidays? It, it's just, you know, like I said, Geraldo's done this to me. I blame him. He calls in about Shane Beamer and his, you know, terrible program. Get you all stirred up. Get you now, all hot and bothered. Now I'm looking at, like, you know, how it's far okay. can we go undefeated? How far can we go undefeated? Yeah. Yeah, I went down in the swamp first, buddy. It's college football. Speaking of which. Ryan Fowler, who is a NFL analyst with At The Draft Network, one of these draft guys, has a note today about Hendon Hooker. What's he saying? Says Hendo has met extensively with the Raiders, Panthers, Giants, Saints, and Cowboys during the pre-draft process. Please don't go to the Cowboys. Dual threat talent is expected to be healthy and ready for training camp after suffering a torn ACL in November. I want him in New Orleans. Why? You just like the Saints? Uh, of those teams that you listed, I, I think he'd have a better shot there. Uh, but also, he's got better pieces around him in New Orleans. I was kind of hoping he'd go to Seattle. It, if it's the Giants, like the, the Raiders, they've got a good team. My, here's my concern about the Panthers, because I've heard some Panthers buzz with, with Hendon. And that would be a cool story because he's going back and playing. He's from the Charlotte area mm. and get to go back home and, and all that stuff. But, man, they suck. Yeah, they and I, I just – it's so hard 
to see a quarterback go in and, and have to play as a rookie on a bad team. And so often you see it where they get their brains beat out and their confidence just gets shattered. I mean, it Ruined. happened with Heath Schuler. It happened with um, David Carr. I think it happened a little bit with, you know, any number of guys who played for the Browns. I, you know, Baker Mayfield, Tim Couch, uh, Johnny Football. I don't think all those guys were terrible. I think they played on terrible teams, and, and it's hard to elevate a team. You know, you know Peyton Manning went 3-13 and 13 starting every game as a rookie with the Colts. That's Peyton Manning. Right, they were, and he already had Marvin Harrison on that roster. They were able to turn it around quickly the next year. I mean, if the goat goes three and thirteen, you know what? What chance does anybody else stand to have immediate success as a rookie? So, coming off of injury, like I, maybe going to the Giants if, if they're able to restart Daniel Jones wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to, to get to go to a competently run team and I, I think they are a competently run team now with Brian Dable as their head coach behind a decent but not great quarterback that could at some point struggle or they just get tired of him and then you're able to slide in as opposed to be like you go to wherever you know the Panthers Raiders and it's like phew. Yeah, we're, we're going to try so and so again this year, and you know, it's one of those scenarios that's doomed from the beginning. You know, it's not going to work out, and after a month, it's it's not working out, and they're zero and four, and it's like, oh, let's try Hooker, and you throw him in there, and he's just not ready yet because he's just not ready yet because he's a rookie, and he's coming off an ACL, and he's coming off ACL surgery, and he does, and he doesn't do well. Yeah, I I, I think. I know he's a little bit older. It's it's different. I think Hendon's 24. But, man, I think he needs a year. I think he needs to get into a situation with a really good franchise where he's not dependent on a start, where he's looked at as a project player who's going to need a year to develop behind an established starter. That's right? what I thought Seattle would be the best place for him. Yeah, and then, you know, maybe in, in 2024 he goes out there 100% healthy having sat in meetings and uh you know been on, been on the the team for a year and acclimated yeah th- then maybe you can you can get him going or maybe I'm selling the great Hendon Hooker short and he is a guy that you can hand the keys from day 1 and and can turn the fortunes of a woebegone franchise around immediately maybe so i tend to think the fur the former is is correct but We'll see. It's good that he's all those teams are looking at him. 865-546-8200. Willie is next. Good afternoon, Willie. What's going on, fella? Hey, man, how's it going? I'll tell you what. How, how in the world has Brandon Miller not already been charged as an accessory to murder? I mean, has this thing gone before the grand jury already? I'll be honest. I don't even really know what a grand jury is. I feel so dumb when we start talking about if this you're stuff. Gonna, if you're going to charge know. somebody, the prosecutor will take evidence to convene a grand jury. And that means like. So they've like already me. done that to indict the other guy, no, right? No, that's what Willie's asked. Yeah. Yeah. But. So when do they have done them both at the same time? Not necessarily. I'll I, tell you what. Yeah. I, I worked with an old Cambodian down in Atlanta. 
when I was down there when Snowball was in his prime. Uh-huh. And uh, he was Cambodian. He saw his entire family laid down his shot over in, over in Vietnam. My and Lord. Uh, he had an old saying. He said, you think uh, I can hear him now? Hey, you think a Nate Oates has got sweaty balls? You think his balls are sweating? <laughs> I hadn't thought about NATO's testicles ever, really, until now. And uh, I hope I never do again. Thank you, Willie. You've added a lot. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board the uh, Fan Run Radio afternoon experience that we call The Drive. You never know where it's going to go. Sometimes... I like to think uh, 12 years of hosting this show, I have a pretty good sixth sense about where things are headed. I knew that was going to go poorly. Did I knew you? that was going to go poorly. Oh, yeah. He had such a good call yesterday. Well, I, I, I felt it was going to go poorly yesterday, and I kept waiting for it, and it didn't, and that left me unsettled. And so when I saw his, call, oh. his name on the screen today, I knew immediately that this was going to go poorly, and Against my better judgment, I allowed it to happen. So that's on me. That's on me. That's on me. I apologize. Willie. Sorry about that. Willie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Open lines the rest of the way here. Let's get a phone call from Jay. Good afternoon, Jay. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Good afternoon, Russ. How you doing? Doing well. How are you, sir? Doing well, man. Um, hey, uh, Russ, I, I, I kind of I agreed with you. I heard you say that uh, this basketball team of ours, it's just kind of they kind of are what they are at this point. Um, it seems like, and I don't, you know, I, they could go on some magical run. Who knows? But you know, offensively, I think we're always going to have our struggles. Do you think that? I kind of feel like we just kind of. Under Barnes, we just kind of are what we are. I think we're just – I don't see Barnes just taking it up a notch and us going to, like, some Elite Eights or Final Fours or anything like that. I just think this is just kind of what we're going to be under Barnes. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. It's just when you look at the history of, of Coach Barnes and you look at what he's done here as a whole, it just seems like this is kind of what it's going to be. And it's not terrible – not terrible by any means, but it just it just seems like we've maybe hit our ceiling with Barnes, and this is kind of what it's going to be pretty much year in and year out in terms of just we're going to win some games, we're going to lose some games that we probably shouldn't lose maybe, and tournament wise, you know it uh, it's yeah I don't know if I the- I don't know if I agree with that Jay I I, I think uh-huh. this team is what it is and and I would uh-huh. be surprised if this is the team to make a run but you know you look at Barnes's eight years here now and uh, uh, all these teams have been different the the Grant and Admiral teams were so different than than these teams Th- those teams were top five nationally in in offensive efficiency and down in the forties or fifties defensively and, and these teams are the reverse. So I think depending on the personnel he ends up with, I, I think that you can have a variety of different looks. And look, you know, uh, as uh, Christopher Gabriel pointed out to me 
uh, over the weekend. John Wooden didn't win, didn't get to a Final Four until his 13th year mm. at UCLA. Mm. Didn't win at all until his 15th. He did okay. Dean Smith uh, got to his first Final Four in his sixth year, but didn't win at all until his 21st season. Now, right. I, I don't think that Rick Barnes has 20 years to play with here. But I, right. do, I, I think the NCAA tournament is just such a wacky event that anybody can get hot, including a guy who hasn't had much success like Rick Barnes. I don't see this team that this team doesn't feel like a get hot could get hot type of team to me. But who knows what next year? Next year's roster is going to be so different. Who knows how those guys are going to play? Right, right. No, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. What do you think? Uh... What do you think Coach Barnes and, and this program needs to improve on the most? I mean, going forward, mm. I mean, do we just do we need to get better? I just feel like we. It feels like we don't get guys that can really score. That we get guys that can defend the hell out of the basketball. But I think we just, even if they're not the greatest defenders, maybe just get some guys that can just score the ball, man. Just yeah. to me, it would make up for it. I don't know. I I like shooters. I mean, yeah. when you're just talking about. Watching college basketball, I like shooters, man. Give me Chris Lofton and Jawan Smith, two guys who are probably never going to play in the NBA but are right. great college players, really fun to watch, play hard, and can absolutely shoot the lights out. Give me that over you know, Scotty Hobson, Cam Tatum, Robert Hubbs, guys who are highly more higher-touted recruits, better mm-hmm. pro potential, but they're projects. They're, they're developmental players that – their best basketball is ahead of them. You know, I, I want shooters. Give me guys who can shoot it, and then I'll coach I'll coach the defense up. And we all know Barnes can coach defense. So that's, right, right. that's what I would like to see. And that's the thing that's so bizarre about this year, Jay, is you got Vescovy, who was right. one of the best shooters in the country last year. Triple J was shooting the lights out in our SEC tournament run. He was lights out from three-point range. And then we know Ziegler can shoot it a little bit. Like I think the the pieces are on this roster to to be a good shooting team, but they just have not been. And that's mm-hmm. what's been. I think that's one of the reasons fans are so frustrated with this team. Well, you know, Russ, fan, uh, the other teams are just. I mean, they are keying in on Vescovy. I mean, they are. They it's just hell or high water. They're not trying to let him get loose. Yeah, and he and he's probably been banged up a little bit. He's missed some open yeah. looks that. It feels like he was knocking down consistently last year. I think that shoulder injury is bothering him, but it's, it's just been frustrating, man. There's, it's it's been really frustrating to to watch. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, hope I mean, you know, we'll see what ha- anything could happen, man. I mean, they could beat this team tonight. I mean, I, I think Tennessee could beat anybody, and I think they could just lose about anybody. I mean, it's just it's just weird. So. Yep. So take care, guys. All right, Jay. Good stuff, my friend. Thanks for jumping in. We are underway at. Lindsey Nelson scoreless in the bottom of the first inning as uh, Jared Dickey in the leadoff spot again. And we're going to come back with more of the drive on Fan Run Radio. 865-546-8200, your number to get on board. Stay with us. Blake Burke drawing the walk, and the sacks are packed. 
Let's uh, go, Lindsey boys. Nelson, nobody out. I guess this is Denton at bat. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. If that's going to get it. Oh, that's going to get it done. No, that ain't going to get it done. All right. One out. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board this afternoon. We have not talked about uh, hinted at it briefly in our conversation with Adam Sparks, but we have not talked about these uh, rules changes that they're contemplating for college football to shorten up the games. Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated, wrote about it earlier this week, and um, we need we need to get into this. We we need to give it the drive treatment. I mean, this is a serious college football issue, and and here we are talking about. I don't know what we've been talking about. Just utter nonsense for the most part. Brandon Miller, whatever it was, yeah. that whole thing with Willie. Whatever happened there. Who else? Uh, Geraldo wanted to talk about South Carolina. We haven't really talked about the game tonight either. We're going to be at full strength. Somebody just sent me, and I believe this comes from the VolQuest message board, but uh, somebody sent me a rumor. A nug? I don't want to say it's a nug because okay. this is a a nug is has some, some validity to it. Yeah, yeah. Some good taste. Uh, about this it. Is, we'll just put, put this in the rumor column for now. That um, Vescovy is not feeling well. I heard that earlier today. Flu-like symptoms. Oh, God. It'd be par for the course, huh? Would we Would we get to see our boy tonight? Vescovy's like, not in there. I, I I feel like Rick Barnes hates playing B.J. Edwards as much as we hate Rick Barnes not playing B.J. Edwards. See what do you happen to? You guys happen to catch uh, D.J. Burns' stat line in NC State's win over North Carolina? No. Uh, their win over North Carolina. Yeah, Saturday. North Carolina's terrible, aren't they? Yeah, Burns still dropped eighteen and I think maybe twelve rebounds, double double, nine rebounds. I don't, I don't get into criticizing Barnes for running these guys off. Man, they, they didn't work out. It's whatever. <laughs> Let's get Phil in here next. You want DJ Burns? You think DJ Burns would be the missing link for this team? The the straw that stirs the drink. No, I like to have him. I mean, uh, you know, Barnes he he'll put put people on the bench, not play him. So maybe by the time if he he'd be just now coming to his own at Tennessee. I I don't think it was a matter of playing time. I, I think it was a matter of him being committed. I mean, there's like this. I think we're learning a key difference between Alabama's program and Tennessee's program today. I, I, don't, I don't think Rick Barnes would stand for some of the things that evidently Nate Oates is fine with. Yeah. Well, uh, this gun, is this gun registered? Who owns this gun? I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions. I haven't heard answered yet. Well, supposedly it was, it was Miles' gun, and he called Brandon Miller to bring it to him. And Brandon Miller obliged him. I mean, how ignorant is that? I, I'm sorry. You asked me to bring you a gun. No, you go get your own gun. I'm not bringing you your gun. Don't get me involved in your do, problems. Do, I mean, does he have a carry permit? Like, can you just go and, and get a gun and bring it for your buddy? Not if you get caught with it. 
I wonder if he had one. He was at Cane Ridge last year. Well, it wasn't his gun. I mean, well, does I mean, he have whatever. a gun? I mean, uh, what what happened here is, is makes Tyler Smith's situation way back in the day look like nothing. Sure. And everybody knows the reason why Tyler Smith had that gun for his protection against you know who, and everybody knows that too. The, that, I mean, doesn't matter in the eyes of the law. And it did because they dropped the gun charges because they believed him. Well, how many times you see a twenty-year-old uh, young African-American male with an illegal gun get that charge dropped? Doesn't happen often. Well, isn't, it, isn't it time for Tennessee to break break their uh, saying Tyler Smith can't be on the campus no more? I mean, that's it's ridiculous. Uh, Braylon come back in the family. Plus, he's got a a younger son that's going to be a, a great basketball player. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be fine with that too. And I, I just I, and I, I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole, but if you need a gun for protection, you should call the cops. Well, go buy a gun. Well, how long Wait. is it going to take for the cops to get there? That's the reason why you have to have a gun. So go down to a gun store and buy, buy a, legal a gun. Yeah, get a legal gun. But buy a gun from somebody with a serial number filed off. in this country than there are legal guns. Hmm. I have no I. No opinion on that. No, no clue. In Alabama, they they care more about winning than we do. I mean, if 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 this happened here, we would suspend everybody involved in this thing. As and, well, and we should. Yeah. You think that's a bad thing? I'm just saying what what it would be. Well, because those people are look at Alabama. They had a guy with a dagger, what a, a a shotgun and. A, uh, it was a great, they were a great tackle. Remember that down in Louisiana, blowing smoke out of his car. I mean, pot smoke is kind of cool, wasn't it? <laughs> Didn't interest him because mm-hmm. Nick Saban talked to the police, right? Well, nobody was murdered brutally in in that incident, as I recall. Not not covering up for it, but it was a minor distinction. Jesus. Stone to be Jesus and murder, two different things. Yeah, and then we sit there and talk about Jeremy Banks. I mean, it's just ridiculous. What we do here is up change compared to what around the country does let alabama do it man i don't want any part of that listen as my dad used to tell me when i was doing idiotic things growing up if if everybody else was jumping off a bridge would you do it too yeah but i'll say this when tennessee's best in their major sports it's thuggery see that's not true that's not true no it's not Baseball team uh, did just fine last year. Football team did just fine. Rick Barnes has won championships without uh, legal issues on the team. That's not true. Come on, man. I mean, the baseball boys last year, a little little rambunctious. You know what? They get a little out of line sometimes. That's that's fine. You show me a thing where one of Vitello's boys was involved in a murder. No. We we can talk. No, those guys are just goofballs. I don't hear any drug issues or maybe a – did did a sticker ha- get off a bat or something? Did we have some sort of some sort of tomfoolery going on with our bats? Okay, but stay with us. It's the drive on Fan Run Radio. Back with more after this.